We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 42. Our guest today is so amazing, and I thought some of you who are equestrian businesswomen would love to hear from her. She is the founder of Meraki Creative Group, and she has so much knowledge dealing with other equestrian athletes, influencers, and brands, and how best to promote them. She has managed to create a business for herself within the industry that she loves and to be able to work 100% remotely so that she can also be a jumper rider and travel around in horse show. Sounds pretty ideal to me. So without further ado, let's hear it from our guest today, Britt Courtney. Let's talk a little bit about you, your life, kind of how you got into the equestrian world and, and what that looked like from the start. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I've been involved in horses since I can remember. I've always had a deep passion and, and love for them. They were fascinating to me as a kid, but I guess I attribute me being involved in horses because of my grandfather. He was just loved animals, terrified of horses, but loved them. And um, he was the one who really introduced me to, to horses and kind of supported my riding. I, I actually started Western. I was involved in like barrel racing and um, I, I guess that was where I really, you know, got involved in the world. But then I learned about show jumping through Spruce Meadows. And of course, I took my super hot chestnut mare and set up some barrels and poles in the field and wow. learned to try to jump in a Western saddle. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was uh my grandfather at that point was like maybe we need to switch you over to English so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it just kind of evolved from there and um I really fell in love with with jumping and um just the whole picture of equestrian sport you know spending time with horses just it really grounds me awesome um and what does that look like for you today are you still riding consistently what does that look like yeah, so I have, um, I actually have my dream horse right now. She Aww. is, she's so adorable. Her name is Penelope. Um, I brought her over from Europe back in 2018. And um, yeah, so I ride her, you know, five days a week. So it's hard to balance that and work, but I have a great coach and I have a great team with me that, you know, makes things a little bit easier in that sense. But we have some big goals this season and I'm really excited to see how we work together. Awesome. Um, what are you currently showing in? Um, last year, we didn't really have much of a season, but this year um, I'm hoping that my coach is going to show her at least in the 120s and, and see where that brings her. And yeah. hopefully I can step up to that level as well. Awesome. So cool. Tell me a little bit about uh, your professional life. Yeah. So I own a creative and media agency, and um, we're actually now global. We're on three continents. We're in Australia, Europe, and North America. So um, it's been exciting to wow. see the, the growth. And um, I started it back in 2017. And you know, I promised myself when I started my agency that I would only work with brands that really inspired me and meant something to me because I felt that's how I do my best work. Mm-hmm. So um, we have three divisions. We have kind of a branding, graphic design, digital, social media 
uh, side. Um, then we have our media division where we manage and represent a number of riders, um, handle their PR and, you know, essentially build their brand online with some creative and fun strategies. And then we have our agency side where we house a portfolio of brands such as you know, clothing lines um, or equestrian um, outdoor lifestyle brands that we've either launched in North America, or we've taken from one category and launched them into the equestrian space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's been really fun to see where we've come from. And no two days look the same. It always seems yeah. to keep me on my toes. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Um, what is your, I mean, I'm sure in 2017, it was uh, essentially you, like yeah. wearing all the hats. Yeah. Um, what, is, what does it look like now? Yeah, I'm really lucky now that, um, you know, my company is virtual. So that's been my goal from the beginning is to keep myself very mobile. So I'm very fortunate to work with somebody that's really, really great in um, the graphic design stuff. And um, then I have a social media person as well that's really creative and fun to work with. So I have a very talented team that I am fortunate to to get to collaborate with every day. And, um, but, you know, I'm very heavily involved and I am kind of a bit of a type A control freak when it comes to my business. So um, I like to oversee virtually everything. So hopefully I can start to relinquish that control and free myself Mm -hmm. up a bit. But Oh my gosh, it's such a fine line because you want to make sure that every aspect is still aligning with your vision. Um, And then also, on the other hand, there are only so many hours in the day and (laughs) your sanity is precious. So like, yeah, I see both sides. (laughs) You totally get it. Like you just put it into words. And, you know, I'm so grateful to my client base for, for trusting me with their brands. And that's, I guess that's my baby. Like I really and value that aspect of things. So I make sure that we do the very best work that we can. And, you know, as much as I trust the people that I work with, it's hard to step back and just be like, okay, you got this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like an area of the equestrian industry, uh, there, there's there's several that are maybe lagging behind mainstream, uh, you know, the rest of the world. How do you go about educating equestrian brands, but especially the athletes, that this is a service that they would really benefit from? It's been a little bit backwards, I guess, because I am a kind of a marketing and creative agency, but I've done very little for my own brand, mm-hmm. and I've been lucky that. My growth has been organic and through word of mouth. So I just truly believe that when you do good work, people are happy to refer you and um, to speak about the work that you're doing. But I think that one of the cool things about the industry is that riders are really starting to understand the importance of having a brand presence and being present on social media and the exposure and how much fun you can have with it. You know, a couple of years ago, if you look at the profiles of some of these riders, it's just results that are going out there. You're just kind right. of like showing the world what you've done. But now we're really, what I try to do anyway with our riders and our athletes is just get to the heart of why they're doing what they're doing and really mm-hmm. let people into that world. Let them see the horses, let them understand the hardships, let them be vulnerable and show the different sides and different levels to their personalities. I think it's so important that people get to know that side of you and we have such a cool platform to do it on. It's not mm-hmm. like I, every rider has their reasons why they do this sport, but you know, in all honesty, in my experience with the people that I've gotten to work with, getting to know the heart of why they do it has been so interesting. And that's what's organically grown their platforms too. Awesome. What do people usually um, like brands and athletes, what is, what is their main goal 
when they are initially working with you? Is it to, you know, like find more connections, find more collaboration opportunity, grow their social media? What seems to be kind of like the trend? It really does vary. You know, I have some writers that really just want to grow their brand presence and let people in because Mm -hmm. they maybe haven't been as active to put themselves out there or they're super proud of their horses and they just want people to see that. Um, I have some writers that really want to attract brands to collaborate with and grow their social channels in that way. And, um, you know, I think there's some other writers that we have that are just gaining such momentum and speed with this board and, you know, creating some really great results that it's a platform that they have to use for other things. You know, if there's something that they're passionate about within this sport and they can be a part of a project um, that maybe helps in one area or another, then it gives them a bit of a platform to be able to do things like that, that maybe, you know, even outside of the equestrian world. So. Mm -hmm. Are there a lot of clients that you have where you are completely managing their social media or do a lot of them still want to be kind of hands-on in that process? I feel like it could, it's kind of like either, or some people like are like, I literally want nothing to do with my Instagram (laughs) account. And some people are like, Oh yeah, I still want to post my selfies and like, you know, pictures of my ponies and things like that. It's so funny. I have such a wide variety. I have, um, I have those that are just like completely hands off and don't yeah. even look at it. Like and what then, is Instagram? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I have some that, you know, are like, I need everything approved. I need to see it myself. I like to post some things myself, mm-hmm. but what I do find happens is that they start, we develop a really good relationship once we get to know each other. And it's almost like you're finishing their sentences. So yeah. then the trust barrier happens and, and they end up just trusting you to, to make their channels what they really want them to be. So um, it's yeah. fun to watch that come around. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you are, uh, you have managed to create a business where you are able to work from wherever. Um, so where does that usually end up taking you? I mean, are you going to different horse shows? Um, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, I mean, I literally can work anywhere from an internet connection, so I'm very lucky and I have, again, a client base that's spread so far around the world that it's, you know, it doesn't really isolate me in one area. So, you know, the biggest avenues for growth for me and to help my clients and just be involved is, is traveling to some of the horse shows. So, you know, I've gone down to Wellington, they've been out to the desert horse park. Um, so those are two of obviously the big winter circuits. I've been down to the Las Vegas national, um, hoping to go to the world cup this year and, um, have been invited to the Sohormez in Paris. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but um, yeah. so that's um, potentially on the agenda for next month as well. So we'll see, but um, it definitely brings me to all of the exciting places. And I'm, I count my lucky stars every day that these are areas that allow me to grow my business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what were you doing? What were you working on before, um, before you launched this creative group? Yeah, it's funny. Um, my education and my career path are a total disconnect. I actually um, was accepted into veterinary school. Wow. So I worked out at Bruce Meadows under a vet out there. And um, my whole, I have an honors degree in biology. So my whole career path went in that direction um, initially, but my experience was always in marketing. 
Mm-hmm. And I was always very creative and had, you know, ideas for different brands and um, kind of dabbled in this space. But um, when I realized that there's a side to the veterinary world that just broke my heart, I didn't think it was a career choice for me. I'm a little bit too soft in that sense. And I don't think I have so much respect for veterinarians because they're able to make decisions and um, it just wasn't something that I couldn't carry with me every day. So um, I stepped away from that industry and really knew that my life would circle back to, you know, being involved in animals and helping animals in a, in a different way. So prior to starting my agency, I was working for an IT company and I was their director of business development and, you know, really, really fantastic company. And I really enjoyed my time there, but I wanted to do something that I was really passionate about. And I'm actually fortunate. I, I still, I still work with them now. So they're one of my clients. So it's, it's been great. Awesome. That's so cool. Besides word of mouth, because I feel like that's probably a big one. Um, how are you finding clients? Yeah, horse shows, in all honesty. You know, it's funny. I was filming for a video that we were creating and I was at the warm-up ring in the Desert Horse Park and I had a rider come by and I actually thought he was going to say, can you not film me? <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was like, what are you doing? And um, I just said, look, I... I own a media agency and he was, he said, Oh my gosh, I'm, I've been looking for somebody. So it's really weird. I, I don't know how it happens, but that's just networking, I guess. And, mm-hmm. you know, being at some of the bigger events and the horse shows. And um, I've also, you know, if there's a brand that really interests me or resonates with me or I find interesting, then I've definitely made contact through social channels, mainly Instagram and introduced myself and mm-hmm. started the lines of communication. So I would definitely encourage anybody who's interested in in this space to not be shy because people are right. so open to talking yeah. and collaborating. So as you That's know. That's true. Yeah, I mean, and even like you and I, I mean, you you have so many clients that I've had and um, have are, I'm planning to have on the podcast and just like, yeah, just cool <laughs> ways to be able to network and, and collaborate is is awesome. So that's great that you've been able to find that as well. Yeah, for sure. I think it's one of the most beautiful things about our industry that you don't really see in a lot of different industries. We all mm-hmm. support each other. There's there's so much humility involved. And I yeah. think people are really happy to pass on somebody else's name or, or make a connection or introduce somebody in this world just because we love horses and we share that. Totally. Hold that thought for just a minute because I want to make sure you know about the Cavalli Club. Cavalli Club is a seasonal subscription box centered around the equestrian lifestyle. So each season or four times a year, members receive a thoughtfully curated box of premium and novel essential items for both horse and rider. The Cavalli Club Spring Box has over $218 in retail value. Holy cow. And it features products from trusted brands like Tucker Tweed, Equifit, as well as new favorites such as Love, Scarlet Equestrian Co., Limber Up, Ponytail Products, and more. All for just $54.95 a season. The spring box is now shipping, and you can get $10 off your first box with promo code MES in all caps. So head over to CavalliClub.com to learn more. Again, use my code MES, as in my equestrian style, for $10 off your first box of Cavalli Club. All right, let's get back to the episode. You probably know this a lot better than I do, but from an outside perspective, it seems like there aren't a ton of equestrian-specific marketing agencies. 
are there a lot for people to choose from? I think that I think it's there's definitely a, some gaining some momentum in mm-hmm. that space. There's quite a few out there that are doing some good work, but primarily the marketing agencies don't focus on our industry. I think right. the reason why there are is placement in that industry is because um, it's either comes from somebody who has a passion for it or who has a rider or, and I think you see a lot of the photographers now starting to develop the creative side too, because they have the ability to, you know, take beautiful images and then it translates for them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, within kind of the niche of um, marketing that you're in, um, is there an area that you're particularly passionate about that you feel like the rest of the industry either doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk enough about? I feel like we could probably list several, but <laughs> what would, you, in your opinion, what would you say? I think you're right. I think there's so many, but... Um... You know, the topic of longevity has always been really close to my heart. And, you know, horses have not only shaped my career, but they've shaped me as a human being. And Mm -hmm. their presence in my life has always grounded and centered me. And I just feel I owe everything to them for that. So I think the topic of longevity, and not just for, for the horses or for the riders, but I mean for the sport in general. And these horses perform because they do what they love, right? Like I laugh mm-hmm. at my own horse because she just has no limits. <laughs> she, yeah. um, you know, the day that she can't perform, I, I think is the day that she'll give up. So the best I can do for her is make sure that she stays comfortable as long as possible and she can do what she loves. And, you know, whether that's playing in the field or out hacking and in the same sense, respecting that and knowing that the horse is well enough to know that they are enjoying this sport and that they're, we're not burning them out. Um, mm-hmm. and then for the riders, like we are lucky enough that if your body is strong and healthy, age really doesn't limit us. Mm-hmm. So you look at Ian Miller riding into his seventies, you don't see that in sports like hockey or baseball. Right. So the better we take care of ourselves and protect our bodies, the longer we stay doing what we love. And I think that's important. Um, yeah. But in aside from the health perspective, you know, one of the topics, I guess, that's always on my mind is I do worry about where the industry has gone in terms of cost. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the cost of showing, the cost of equipment, the cost of horses, it's just become astronomical, especially when you're talking about making it to that top level of the sport in, in any discipline. And I guess I know there's always going to be an elite level of our sport, which is so cool, but I also don't want to see our sport fall apart because we aren't fostering the growth and collectively trying to bring down the cost for for some of these things to allow people to get involved that maybe don't have deep pockets or don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, the ability to, I think there's such an opportunity for awareness and to develop some programs around helping foster that growth. And that's always been a passion of mine. Yeah. Do you have, and does anything come to mind as far as efforts to lower any cost toward horse shows? You know, I think I, like I, I have worked with horse shows, you know, on the marketing side and the PR Mm -hmm. side. So I do fully understand the costs associated with running a horse show. So, um, and I agree, like you you have to be profitable or you at least have to break even (laughs) Um, or they won't happen. So, but you know, sometimes 
if we can collectively in each area come together and bring down the costs, mm-hmm. then maybe we'll get more numbers in the sports. And then, you know, we won't have to worry as much about that. I think, you know, especially in my area, it's been a problem with, you know, the numbers lowering. So then the costs have to go up to accommodate that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a double-edged sword when you think about it. But um, I think there's lots of things that you can play around with. But in the bigger picture in the grand scheme of things, I think it's us collectively coming together um, as a sport as a whole and looking at ways that we can work together to bring down those costs. Right. Definitely. Let's talk a little bit about health. Um, The first aspect that you talked about, what do you put in place for yourself to kind of ensure that um, like overall health for you? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm very active. Like I make sure that I'm always working out. It really helps my, my mind and my body and um, Mm -hmm. I do yoga. Um, I make sure that I try to maintain a healthy balance of, of, in my diet. You know, I definitely love chocolate and pizza and everything, (laughs) but, um, I think eating lots of greens and, and drinking lots of water and just making sure that you pay attention to your health, because especially when you get as busy as I do and you work on so many different time zones, that's the first thing to start to slip. So right. just being mindful of that and, and making sure that you're taking care of your body. And of course, I do have a really incredible supplement line that I take that has just completely helped my body inside and out. And, um, it's probably the reason why I'm still riding because I've definitely Mm. had lots of falls and injuries and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Tell me a little bit about your supplement line that you use. Yeah. So it's actually called liquid biocell. It's a collagen line and we have versions for horses, um, as well as pets. And then of course we have our human line too. So, So um, It's so cool. I mean, to feel what your animals can feel, it's it's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a powerful matrix of collagen, hyaluronic acid, and chondroitin, and it's highly bioavailable. So it's really impactful to the joint. Um, it actually mirrors what an injection can do over time. So um, it has a lot of different multifaceted results. But the the big game changer is that it's oral and it's all natural. And for us mm-hmm. humans, it's so nice for your skin and your hair and your nails and um of course helping to keep your joints feeling elastic and you know reducing inflammation in the body it's um it definitely keeps me feeling great so cool i just i think it's so unique to have something that is that's good for both humans and animals and to be like that they have been able to figure out and put together um something that like, you know, works for both. And, and that, I mean, for us as horse people, we sometimes put our horse's health before our own. And so having, <laughs> having that available to, you know, both is I think such a cool concept. Oh, for sure. It's so, it's so cool to see that. I mean, like you just said, I definitely would choose putting my animals on something to help them before I would for myself. So. <laughs> funny how that works. I know. So funny. Um, we, I've had, um, Katie Hawkins on the podcast who's a equine massage therapist. And she was one of the workshop attendees that I had last weekend. And we were laughing about how maybe not laughing. She gets a little frustrated, but it's funny (laughs) how she's like, 
I get so sick of having to um, fix a, like this certain horse's right shoulder, and you come <laughs> to find out it's like the rider's right hip that keeps. Oh my <laughs> god! It, it's so crazy. It's like we're we're so connected, and I really do feel like that. I mean, if you if you're if you're not healthy, um, there's no way that you can give your horse a hundred percent, and so and and vice versa. I love that that the biocell is that for you. I think it's such a cool concept and a really cool company. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I, I totally agree with you. I mean, even like emotionally connected to, you know, like there's days where like I have a young horse, so I go out and I get on her and maybe I have like work on my mind or I have like, I'm trying to play out a certain scenario for somebody and you know, I'm not fully like present with her and she just mm. lets me know it. So oh, like, um, excuse me, mom. Yeah, exactly. So it is cool how connected our bodies and our minds are with these animals. I just love that aspect. Yeah, awesome. Um, Do you have any uh, tips or advice you could give to um, either business owners or riders or people who um, are maybe looking for some marketing help, uh, some things that they could implement on their own, you know, tips to help? Yeah, of course. When I look at a brand, I or an athlete or a writer, my first kind of avenue that I follow is to create their story and to find the heart of why they do what they do. I think that's so important. And I think that it's not really about what your product is or what you're doing or what your results are. I think the the real stories come from what your passion is for what you've built or why you're doing what you're doing. And and like I said before about just going behind the scenes and getting more in depth and not being shy to be vulnerable and, you know, showing some of the things that maybe other people aren't willing to show because that's how Mm -hmm. people connect to you at the end of the day. That's what we're trying to do with social media. That's what we're trying to do with our brands. We're trying to make somebody feel something and connect to us. So I think that's the best advice that I could give to somebody is, is get to the root of why you're doing what you're doing and and tell a story with it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Britt, for taking the time to come on the podcast today. Um, You are a busy lady, so I appreciate you (laughs) taking the time and uh, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. It's been so fun and I love what you're doing. I love what you're building and and what you're fostering here. I think it's fantastic. It's been great working with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.